Welcome to the Mo Better Reviews and News Podcast. Once again, this is your host, Reese, aka the Negro Lorian, aka Black Sam Rothstein, aka Van Oss's Snap. <laughs> and today we are going to be reviewing The Invisible Man, starring Elizabeth Moss. Um, right now, as we sit here today, the movie is sitting at a 90% certified fresh with a 89% audience score. So they're actually pretty, pretty even as far as what critics and audience members alike are thinking about this movie. This movie um, was pretty awesome. Um, it follows Cecile, which is Elizabeth Moss. Uh, she leaves her abusive boyfriend and like finally gets away from him only to be told that he has killed himself and left her money in his will and somehow she is being harassed by someone no one can see and she knows and thinks that it's him um and he somehow figured out a way to turn himself invisible um just right off the bat i thought this movie was very good um for my score, I gave it a 8 out of 10. Um, so as far as what was good about the movie, the first thing uh, was the suit that the boyfriend was wearing um, seemed like it was possible. Um, I know it didn't really get into the nuances of like how it was giving off the presence of being, making him invisible, but it just like when it showed like there was some kind of like orbital cameras on it that were like moving I don't know it seemed practical uh, so I thought that was a, a really cool aspect um, this director Lee Wynell, um his other stuff included he did the original Saw as well as the movie Upgrade which Upgrade is an awesome movie if you have not seen it I would suggest you see it it's a, a really good movie um, it didn't get a lot of praise. Like it didn't, like it kind of flew under the radar, but it actually was a very good movie. So, um, but yeah, Lee Wynell did this. Um, and I thought, uh, his take and his camera work in this were excellent. He did a lot with how he moved the camera to make you feel like someone was in the room, though no- nothing was actually on screen. So we're like the way he was panning and playing with open area and space made it seem like we should be seeing something even though no one was there. So that was really cool, which is, if you think about it, really smart too, because it's a way to play with a smaller budget while still giving a big box office effect. So I thought he did a phenomenal job. Another highlight of the uh, movie, I'd say, was Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss. Excuse me. Um, I like her in a lot of things. Um, I loved her in Mad Men. Um, I actually liked her in that movie, The Kitchen, from last year. Um, of course, Handmaid's Tale. But um, I thought this was a, a great standout starring role for her, and she did a, re- a great job. Um, you believe you believed her even though no one believed her, (laughs) if that makes sense. Like, you could see her spiral into, like, almost madness because she knows what she's saying is real, yet no one is believing her. And it's like, 
person to believe me and no one believes me. So she, her face and her, she looked so manic towards the, the end because it's like, I know you're here. Even though I can't see you, I know you're here. And she kept seeing, finding all these clues that were proving that she uh, was right. Which we'll talk about in the uh, spoiler section of the uh, of the podcast. Um, another positive would be the score. I felt like the score was super tense. Um, it kept you on the edge of your seat. And you never know what was going to happen. Like it was going to be a jump scare or, or what. It was just like, I don't know. Even also another thing. I don't know if in my theater it was intentional. But like it was super loud. Like, <laughs> they had the bass up to 11 in my theater. Like, it was just pulsing. And um, I'm like, they usually don't have it. And it wasn't an IMAX theater or anything like that. It just, it was super loud. So when, like, you felt like there was a heartbeat and pulsing the, the movie, it was like, super tense. Um, yeah, it, it really just added to the experience. Um, it's also one of those movies where I feel like I need to see it again because there was probably things happening in the background that were so focused on the foreground and like, I wonder if he's in this room, that there were things happening and moving that we may not have seen. So this definitely has replay value. Um, so I, I definitely think that's a positive as well. Okay, now as far as the bad... Um, I ain't saying the bad too much because then you can get the, the really bad thing. It, nothing really was bad. Um, I would say the story itself, I don't want to call it bland, but that's like, that's really like a female. Um, she got like no backstory. Like this, this movie just jumped straight into Elizabeth Moss is in a, a crappy relationship. We never see any of the relationships. The first thing we see boom, right into the movie, she's in bed with a dude, we don't know why she's getting up at 3 a.m., but she's running, you know, like, we didn't get any of the, you know, later on she says she's, like, just being physically and mentally and emotionally abused, we got none of that, so, like, it almost makes you, like, somewhat detached, because it's like, how, how and why are we supposed to care if we don't see any of it, we're like, you know, okay, she clearly is traumatized, yet we get none of that payoff, so it's like, all we see is her running, we don't see why, and later on in the movie, she's asking him, like, why me, why are you doing this, it's like, yeah, why her, because <laughs> we don't know this guy, he's some, he's some kind of genius, some kind of prodigy, we don't see any of that, everything he has is already done when we enter the movie, so it's like, I feel like they didn't, they didn't give us the stakes. Um, we were just supposed to just go with whatever was told to us as exposition and just move forward with that because we weren't given any type of like backstory. Um, so it's like, why should we care? Another thing was the the dead sister aspect. Like she goes, Cecile, Elizabeth Moss character, goes and stays with a friend. Um, who's a cop, and her, you know, his daughter is Storm Reed, but I think some, in one part of the movie, she said that 
she's a friend because she was married to her sister that died. So she's like this constant Sam Reed character. But she died. So then it, it, it was, that was really emotional because I don't think I ever heard the daughter call her Aunt Cecile. But that's where she would have been because, you know, that's her mother and her sister. So that part was kind of weird as well. Um, and then, okay, let's go ahead and get into spoiler talk because the next part I was going to say is a spoiler, so I don't want to say it. Before we say, warning, spoiler is about to start. Uh, don't listen to this part if you haven't seen the movie yet because we're going to talk about a few things that are spoiling. If you are, stop it now. Come back and listen to it after you uh, see the movie. Okay, so, spoilers. When he kills the sister when they meet in the restaurant, yes, that's traumatic and they met in a chase, so it could supposedly give them cover. But if that restaurant has one security camera over the restaurant, that doesn't go for that. You know, because it's like, you see a knife swing itself and then land in her hand to set her up. It's like, oh, clearly she didn't do that. You know, like, that, that whole part is moot if one camera is seen. Um, almost like the end of the movie, too, where this guy is just taking out all the security <laughs> and, uh, you know, as they come down the hall, they're getting beat up by someone they can't see. It's like, see, she wasn't crazy, you know, like, yeah, it just, you're like, of course they can't hold her because obviously she was telling the truth. Um, so that was just a wild uh, part. And then that leads me into my next point, like, after she kills the guy, she puts holes in him, takes off the mask and shows that it was the brother instead of her actual boyfriend, we're never really told how much he was truly involved. Like, because we know there was two suits. So, was it, it obviously wasn't him the whole time. The boyfriend did have a part of it, but it's somehow, we never get confirmation on how much of it was him. Or like, was he talked into doing it that day so his brother could put himself into the wall. But if that's the case, he knew that she was going to get the upper hand on him and he would be rescued, quote unquote, soon. So it, that part kind of was a little bit confusing. Um, lastly, the whole... You. <laughs> okay, he says, come back to me because you're pregnant. And she actually goes to, to dinner with this man under the pretense of on her end she's trying to catch him on camera and on the wiretap admitting to what he did and he's not falling for it obviously um but okay another part that makes no sense a little bit was she goes to the restroom clearly and puts on the extra suit to then be on camera showing him picking up a knife and slicing his own throat when it was actually her doing it and she purposely didn't get herself on camera doing it so 
you know, it's an open and shut case, like, oh, he committed suicide. But if that's the case, he knew there was two suits. He knew that because he obviously created them. Um, so when she took the other suit, he would have known one was missing. So you think he would have been ready for something of that magnitude, but he wasn't. Another thing was weird was she goes to his place within an Uber and has the driver wait for her while she's in his house. Well, either him or his brother shows up and she runs out of the house. If this man came back to his house, wouldn't you have seen that Uber sitting in front of his house? Like, why are you in front of my crib? That's never explained either. But we're just supposed to kind of just, I guess, let that go. You know, like, it was, that was a, a very uh, <laughs> interesting part. But I was just, that part kind of just threw me. Like, this guy was waiting outside. You'd have been like, oh, she's in my house right now. You know? Or, hey, my brother's girl's in there. You can get her. You know? But, so, yeah. And then the whole ending of her having a suit and walking away. So we never know what, why she's taking the suit. You would, if anything, you would think she would turn it in like, see, this is what he was wearing when he was harassing me. I told you, and you wouldn't believe me. Also, another little side note. Does she now get that $5 million or no? Because she wasn't convicting of anything, obviously. So that... Even though he didn't die, does that go under a double jeopardy type situation? Like, I was still promised that money. I should still be promised that money. Or does it no longer apply because he was alive and died again, so that first will uh, is void? That's also like a... I don't know, like a, a weird little thing that's never quite explained. Like I said, this movie definitely deserves a rewatch. So, clearly... Uh, the question is, do I think you should all go see this movie? Definitely go and see it. Um, it's definitely worth it. Uh, I want to also thank everybody that's been giving me great feedback. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate the uh, the love and the support. Um, if you guys are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I know you can go in there and leave me comments and reviews. If you want to do that, I really appreciate it. It helps me with the algorithms and stuff, get this out to more people. Um, I did start a Twitter page, the Mo Better Reviews and News Twitter page, so if you want to go out there and follow that, usually I'm going to post when I'm going to new movies or let you know what's coming up next. Uh, so that's another way to follow the page. And, uh, yeah, this is... Um, I've seen a couple movies, so there will be a a lot more podcasts coming your way, so definitely stay tuned. We're going to keep this thing going. Um, So yeah, once again, this has been Reese, um, your host, and um, I will see you guys with the next one coming at you. Peace.